Welcome to Gen Z Hoops. The Gen Z Basketball Coaching and Sports Business Show. On this podcast, you'll learn from professional players, coaches, and executives from all over the world and see the court in a brand new way. And now, joining you courtside, your Gen Z host, John Hartafillis. Hey, my man, what's going on? How's it going, man? Super excited to have you. I love the mic set up. You're in the office right now. down. Oh, down yeah. Well, it's funny. You asked me at the beginning, does my sound sound good? I'm like, dude, like, this is your thing. All, I had all the faith that, that you would sound good. I'll be really <laughs> excited to have you on. Be kind of the, the, the voice of the Lakeland Magic. I don't know if you like to go by that sometimes. Uh, but that's pretty cool thinking about that. I, I just want to kind of jump right in because I would imagine, right, being an announcer, you, you have to have an incredible amount of passion to do that. Like, where did that start for you? Were you always into hoops as a kid? We went to a lot of different sports. Like, how did that all come up for you? Yeah. So first, thanks for having me on, John. I really appreciate you. Appreciate what you're trying to do to invest in the next generation of guys coming up in the sport and in the industry. It's awesome what you're doing. Really appreciate, really appreciate what you're doing. But, uh, and I appreciate you bringing, shining the spotlight on this side of the industry, this side of what we do. You talk to a lot of coaches, to a lot of front office guys, people who, you know, have aspirations to, to go into that. But, you know, the, the, the presentation, the announcing, something that's really important and something that I, something that I'm very passionate about so i appreciate you taking the time to spotlight that as a part of your as a part of your lineup as a part of your show that's awesome but yeah for me that passion started really early i always i always loved basketball played a lot as a kid wasn't really that wasn't really that good but uh i i definitely got it more into the the announcing side of it my pa start was in high school actually my first day of high school i uh was always into technology like cameras recording. So when I was going into high school, I jumped right into my elective television production. I just knew like, okay. as soon as I saw it was an option, I was like, I know that's where I'm going. So I jumped right into a, to a television production class. And it was, uh, and it was in that first day of class, we were doing this exercise where we were going around. We had, we were on like a block schedule. So we had 90 minute classes. We were going around sort of like, like learning a little bit, getting like an overview. And we did this exercise where we would like off of the teleprompter, we would read, you know, these lines like to the camera. So, so I did that. And the teacher kept me after. He was one of the coaches for the high school athletic department. He was like, you have a really strong voice. I was like, thanks. He was like, have you ever thought about announcing at all? I was like, announcing? Like, I don't, I don't really know. And he was like, you know, like being like the voice inside an arena or a gym somewhere. And I was like, oh, that would be cool. And he was like, tell you what, why don't you come back during lunch? We'll walk down the athletic athletic office together. I want to introduce you to somebody and uh, see if maybe we can, you know, hook that up for you. And I was like, all right, cool. So I come back, we go down and meet the athletic director and, and his assistant and they pretty much offered me a job right on the spot for that afternoon like that day after school i went and announced my first volleyball game awesome and uh i had to call my mom and be like mom i'm having a great first day of school i got a job and uh, she was she was she was happy for that so that was kind of how i got started started in volleyball and i was on the wrestling team so i did some wrestling as well then worked my way into uh some other sports but uh the more that i've done it the more that i've you know had a chance to you know try different things do different things basketball has always sort of been my favorite of all the of all the sports to do the the pace is amazing just the uh just just the way that you can contribute to like the overall presentation and you see guys at the nba level who do that amazingly so just being able to sort of be a, a part of the game in that way 
uh, and be able to, you know, contribute in that way. What it is really awesome. It's one of my favorite things. So doing that all through high school. And then when I was going off to college, I was going out to a, to a smaller school in Lakeland. Um, I lived about, I lived, I grew up probably like two hours from there, but was knew that I was going down to a school in Lakeland, sort of put together a little reel, sent it down there. And I was like, Hey, I'm coming. If you've got an opening or a chance for, for you guys to do this, the college level, I'm going to be here. Would love to sort of jump in, be a part of that. And they had me come out. I started doing volleyball there as well and basketball. And then, uh, so did that for four years there. Then there, then the school started, was bringing on football right when I was getting ready to leave. So stayed after, got a grad, got a graduate degree out of it and did two more years uh, of announcing across the board, uh, which was awesome. Then uh, when those six years of college were up, I kind of figured that was sort of the end of, end of the line. I wasn't really sure what the next step was going to be for me. I knew that I was going into, I, I was starting a pastor role, a ministry role. I just wasn't sure what sort of opportunities were going to, you know, be able to, you know, be available to me. And then there was a guy who I worked with closely, Brent Crumpton. He worked for the, for the basketball team uh, when we were there. So we had a really good relationship. He started working for the magic and ticket sales. And when they announced that they were bringing the Bayhawks down and starting the Lakeland magic, he was really interested in that and got, got a role got a role in Lakeland. And then when they were doing their, you know, search, they were looking for somebody. He was there advocating for me. The school where we went to school was the university partner. They advocated for me as well. So then that it just sort of the pieces all fell into place. I came down, did an audition, met with met with everybody, and then they brought me on. That was in 2016 or 17. I'm coming into my fifth season now. So probably yeah, awesome. so 2016. I'm doing it, doing it for Lakeland and I could and the G League level is just incredible. I love being a part of it. That that organization is amazing. The great leadership there. We we put they they put a great product out that's great for so many families, great and great presence in the community. They do an awesome job. And uh so love getting a chance to be a part of it. And uh, coming into my fifth season now, haven't missed a home game. So love having to be able to be present and be back in the RP funding center there in Lakeland. And uh it's gonna be it, it's gonna be a great season. So yeah. It's kind of the gist of how I got started and all this. I love this so much. And it's funny. People will be like, what are you going to talk to a PA announcer about? And like, I've had a couple of people in this industry on my show before. And I always have so much fun doing these because the way you recounted that story, I mean, you're a great storyteller. The way you recounted that story is it makes me excited just thinking about a freshman in high school, you know, big, big backpack, not sure what you're going to, you know, not sure you're, you don't know anyone. You're super scared. And you end up getting a job in your first day of school. So I definitely want to uh, go talk about that. Before I ask you that, I'm curious, have you been the Lakeland Magic PNL? Like you said, every home game. So I just want to jump on that real quick. Every, yeah. if, is there ever, you've been in, you've been in every game. So there's no Lake part of Lakeland Magic history that you haven't told the story about, right? Yeah, correct. That's awesome. Every and, and even the bubble, which I'm sure we'll talk about too. I did. I mean, the bubble was such a unique event, and there they did have you know home and away games. I was on every single game that was considered a home game for them, and then they went on their you know playoff run. They were like the eight. They were the eighth seed, so they didn't have a home game during the playoffs. So I wish I could have been you know more involved for those. But getting a chance to you know root for them during that. But yeah, every single home game on the Lakeland Magic that's ever existed, I've been there. That is so cool. That, that, yeah. that honestly gets me really excited thinking about that. So if you're ever looking at a Legal Magic highlight and it's in their home gym, you'll be hearing Hank's voice. Oh, I'm there. Yeah, I'm he's there. there. 
he's there. He's, I, I, we'll, we'll get to like what you're maybe saying a little bit later. I think that's gonna be a lot of a lot of fun. But okay, going back to I, I'm still captivated by that freshman high school story, right? Doing that. I, I, what was your high school? Because like, like I, not a lot of high schools have that where they have you know someone on on the PA box. So I, I if you want can explain that a little because like for example, I went to a pretty uh, prestigious great school in New York City, Xavier High School. I still coach there now, which is why I have the jerseys behind me. I love the school. But and I, it's funny, even as a coach now, they, they, they we just started like the new AD brought in live streams. I've been live streaming the triple headers, which is like three, four games a year. And he has like students broadcasting it. I always ask him like if I could do it, it hasn't, well, maybe, maybe this year because we're trying to give everyone a chance. I, I think it's so much fun. I think broadcasting is so cool. So your school had, and they were letting a freshman just on the mic from day one. So like, how, how did that happen? Yeah. So I went to a huge, uh, my, at the time, my high school was huge. We had almost 4,000 kids, DeLand High School wow. um, here in Central Florida. So it was a huge school and we had varsity, JV and freshman teams for all pretty much every sport. So it was, uh, I mean, it was a huge school and there was a lot of uh, opportunity there for for students to get involved and helped i think that you know that that tv production teacher was one of the athletic department coaches so he sort of had he sort of had you know unique insight into what it was they were looking for they had you know relationships with guys you know in the community there was a guy a community guy that did football for the longest time and that was and i only was able to do that when i was a senior and i had put in some time but uh they they had community guys but especially for some of those contests you know right after school guys are working they can't always get there and soon are great you know resource to sort of to sort of lean on you know it was awesome how that worked out for me and a lot of you know being at the right place in the right time being available being willing to you know say yes and try something different it was uh so so that, so that was really cool and our athletic department and our in my high school back then really loved being able to empower give those opportunities to students i think through that tell that i took television production every year obviously i had a great connection with that teacher and i was involved in that my entire high school career, but just being able to be a part of that and the opportunities that we got as students, they, they were, they were so willing just to let us dream, give us the reins and, and let us, let us try some stuff out. So grateful for that opportunity. And same, it's and same when I was at Southeastern too, in, in Lakeland, smaller school. So we had, you know, a lot of great resources, great, great studio, great opportunity. I studied broadcasting there as well. So went into that, went into that at school, but being able to bridge the gap between between the broadcasting department and athletics and help bring those things together, work with other students to help cover. I couldn't do an entire college, you know, athletic departments full of games that you work almost every day, It'd be practically a full-time job. So being able to, you know, work with other students, help equip them, empower them, get us all connected. I've been very, very, very blessed and very fortunate to be in departments and programs where they were willing to say, we want to give, you know, students the opportunity to show us what they got, put, put the work in. So before we start talking, I, I want to jump into the GA stuff and all this other stuff. Is it's so cool? But what like right, we've been both in situations where we've kind of had that. What advice would you give to someone? This is kind of like I, I just thought of this right now. Would you give to someone that maybe doesn't have that in their school? How else can they get involved in broadcasting? If that's what your passion is, but you're at a school that doesn't have those those facilities, how could you go about like going out in your community and finding some another way to kind of do this passion? That, that's a great question. And there are a lot of students out there that maybe don't have this, have this opportunity, but, and these days it's so easy to be able to, you know, capture yourself, get yourself, get, get yourself out there, get yourself known as be able to, you know, record yourself, have that to be able to send to somebody. If your school doesn't have it, the school down the road probably does just from having done it in my experience, there's, there's always, there's always a need. 
at that level. And it may not be the thing that you necessarily want to do. It may not be, you know, the crosstown rival basketball game that's going to have, you know, a thousand people in attendance. It may just be the freshman, you know, volleyball game at 3.30 as soon as school gets out and they play for a crowd of just their parents. So what, what I would say to people is there, you know, you've got to put yourself in a, in a mind, in a mindset of, of service. There's nothing above, there's nothing too good for you to, for you to go work and go do and be willing to uh, show up to the, show up to anything, even if it's just a little league. And I know that sounds silly. Like I'm at trying to hype up a hype up a little league game, but like every there, there's an opportunity everywhere. Even if it's youth sports, even if it's a, a school down the road, there's always a chance. And so you've got to be willing to put the work in and go meet and interact with those people have, have uh, yourself, you know, recorded on camera and an easy way to, to hand to somebody or to send to somebody and say, Hey, I'd really like to do this. If you want to hear my stuff, here it is, check it out. Let me know. And uh, just be able to have those relationships with those people, be willing to speak to that, but also have a, have good relationships with those people. Don't just know them, but be able to have a good relationship with them. Hopefully a relationship where they would speak highly of you. Hopefully a relationship where, you know, you have shown, you know, that you care and you're going to show up and give your best and that you care about the people that you work with. I've seen so many situations where the guy who maybe is the best, the most talented, doesn't always get the job. The the person that I think a lot of these organizations would rather work with rather than just pure talent is someone that can get along well with everybody else. Someone that can, is going to come and contribute. Someone's going to be a good team player. Someone who, again, is, is not above anything that you're going to ask them to do. Because in this industry, we know what it's like to be in a small, in a small gym and be expected to, you know, announce and keep track of your own fouls and run the music and, 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 and like all these other things that they expect you to do. So you can't go into it with a mindset of there's, this is, this is too small for me. I'm too good for this. And you've got to be willing to say, I want to have a good relationship with these people. I want to have a reputation that is one of excellence, one of kindness, one of, you know, you're willing to, you know, work and serve and do everything to your best and work as hard as you can. If you can do those two things, that'll pave the way that'll, that'll get you started. And that'll get you trending in the right direction. Great advice. And honest hope that this could help you. If it helps one person that's kind of thinking about it, maybe they're right. They're young, freshman, sophomore, even a little bit older. And like, you know, yeah. I want to get into this. I, I didn't ever, I never broadcast a game until the last month in summer league. And it wasn't like, like big time, like you, where it was like, you know, actually like getting broadcast on, on networks and stuff, but we had it for a local recording. It's been posted on this show. And the first time was like super challenging. And then as you keep going, it gets better and better and better. And it's all about that for, you know, getting past that first time, that first time. Yeah. Like, it's kind of scary. Yeah. Play by play is like a whole, is, is a whole oh other thing that I can, you know, I can speak to. I've done a little bit of that. Public address is what is, you know, my bread, my bread and butter, what I do, but play by play, it's a lot of the same. Like that's really challenging too. So all, all these things, all, all these things are, are, are awesome, but also very, very difficult at times. Definitely. It's the first time is always, which is about getting past and getting comfortable. But you mentioned right how you might not, it might not be the role you want. It might not be the thousand, you know, the sellout crowd and all that, which is maybe what people maybe envision, right? You, you imagine the triple headers, the face, the face paint, the, the big signs. Sometimes you might like a lot of my freshmen in JV, right? All the games I coach, it's a lot of the parents in the stands, which is still fun, but right. Maybe not what you're expecting. You eventually got to the point, right? You're, you're doing it at school. You're a GA. So I, I really, all the GAs I have in the show are, are coaching GAs, right? They're all, that's what they're always doing. Yeah. You're in a very unique situation where you're, you're in a GA for broadcasting if you can explain that a little bit more because that's something people don't think of when they think of GAs but obviously you had you had a great opportunity you got to go to grad school and do all that yeah what you enjoy doing 
Yeah, that that GA position was was incredible. And it was one that they created with me in mind. And uh, so that was so, so that was just an amazing opportunity. And again, great timing football's coming on and they didn't want to have the first, you know, two seasons of that be, you know, lackluster in the presentation and football, the presentation is a huge deal. So that is uh, so that so that was a great opportunity for me. But yeah, being a GA doing announcing, I mean, it was it, it was very different. And I think like a lot of the GAs that you've had on the show that you've talked to, you know, your, your GA title maybe says one thing, but we all know that you're going to be doing a million other different things. That was the case for me too. When we had, you know, slower weekends or teams on the road, I would travel with them. I would, you know, there was nothing I wouldn't do. I'd take pictures. I would do, I would do write-ups on games. I would do social media. I, when I was a GA, I mean, they're trying to, they're investing a lot uh, into you as far as, you know, money, resources, all those kind of things. So they want to try to maximize that investment. So again, you've got to be willing to, in, in those kind of situations, say whatever needs to be done, like, like I'm ready, let's go. Uh, but also be willing to give, you know, your best to, to your, to your coursework, your school, finish that strong. And, uh, so yeah, that was, uh, that, that was an awesome experience. I'm grateful for that. That was really one of the most formative times for me. You know, we were working with a lot of, you know, younger students. So having that management experience, right. Of being able to say like, I can't physically cover all these games. There's just not, there's, I don't, nobody has the time. So we've got to be able to say, all right, well, so we know this person can do this sport. Like let's, let's plug them in here. This person seems like they're interested. Let's try it. Let's try them out over here and see how that goes. So that experience really gave me that sort of, you know, management experience that I'm still using, you know, to this day, but also, you know, opportunity to, you know, continue to develop those relationships, continue to, you know, reach out into the community and know those people and uh, set yourself up for whatever the next thing is, which was, which is, you know, what we were able to do, getting things ready to go for Lakeland when I didn't even know that was ever going to be a possibility. The GA experience is awesome. Highly recommended for anybody and a broadcasting one. Very, very, uh, very very intensive lots of time and uh but you're gonna you know you're gonna learn a lot you're gonna get a chance to do things like radio shows do things like hone in your sports writing hone in writing in general social media i mean you'll get a, a huge set of skills that you'll be able to take with you to whatever your next step is i have to jump on this right away because you said it at the beginning and you kind of went away from it you said that they kind of created it with you in mind this j position how, yeah. You got to tell you got to go, you got to backtrack. You got to tell them about that. That is so, so cool. They didn't have that before you got there. No. You get there, they're like, you know what? We got to do Hank, Hank Taylor's coming to school. We got to get it for him. And now there's right now you've left the school and I'm sure right they still have it going and there's countless students benefiting off of that having existed in the past. So you got to tell me a little more about that. Like what, how does that conversation happen? Are you a senior applying to school? And like that, now you're in that conversation or you're talking to the head coach and he's talking to the AD and now they're like, you know what? Let's do it because Hank's Hank's good at this. Like, how did that how did that conversation even come up? Like, how, how you had the courage to say, yeah, yeah, give me a GA spot. Like, how? <laughs> Uh, it, it really wasn't something that I had really thought of when I was like rising junior, like going into senior year, I was thinking I was going into TV radio. Like that was sort of what, what my thought process was the, the administration from the school, they sort of, they, you know, sort of put it, put it in my ear, like, Hey, we've got football starting next year. We'd love to have you around, you know, for football plus, you know, everything else. What would you say about a GA spot? 
And uh, so it just gave me a, another option on the table, thought about it a lot, went, went back and forth, you know, with, with family, friends, everybody about, you know, if this is something that I should do. And uh, ultimately, you know, you think about it and you think about what a, a graduate degree would cost and to have the opportunity to earn that basically for free, put in, just put in the time. That was something that, you know, you just, that I just couldn't pass up. So I, I ended up saying yes to that, which was awesome. It was the, uh, the, one of the vice presidents of the school who had sort of had that, had that idea. He was the one that was sort of over student experience and was heavily invested in football. So him and sort of the athletic director, they sort of shared me and my responsibilities. So I worked really closely with them and our sports information director, who's still there. When that was coming up, there weren't a ton of GA spots that were available teams, you know, some of the higher profile teams would have maybe one or two certain you know call certain departments in the school they would have maybe one or two but ga spots were rare and so it was because uh, we were a smaller school. So it was uh, it was a huge honor to to have to have one created for like created with me in mind. That was uh, that was huge. Now you go back there. It's it's gotten a lot bigger. I still get a chance to go back and do football every once in a while. So I still have that relationship with love getting a chance to go back and represent, you know, my alma mater uh, and, and do, do do some football with them. But uh, yeah, there's so many more GAs now, so many more you know student workers that, you know, help make those athletic events happen they all do an amazing job and like you said so many students have benefited from you know what we were doing you know six seven years ago as far as what we were trying to the level we were trying to take our department to be you know across the board and presentation is a huge part of that you know you have you have a great presentation that sort of elevates your status that sort of you know makes the community notice you notice you more and uh so you know when you think back to what we were doing when i was at a freshman sophomore in in, in college and what we would eventually come to do, you know, in a GA spot and look at where it is now, like nine day difference. So yeah, lots of people have benefited from, from that for sure. And uh, it was just a huge honor to be a part of it. Like I'm so grateful for the school in that regard. That was really where, I mean, high school is where I got started, but that was where I became you know, that was where I, I got a chance to really develop, not just like as an announcer, but as a person really sort of, you know, understand the importance of these things that we've already talked about, like having a good relationship with the people that you work with, you know, showing up and, and giving your best and, you know, being friendly, you know, that was where that, that was where you learn all that and the importance of that. So, and not having, you know, something to be too good to be a part of that's where, you know, those, those concepts, those skills, that's where, that's where those were learned. Then now I've taken that into a professional you know career you know it's so grateful for for everything that that, that school did and, and that time did and that ga role in particular like that really helped to set me up for everything everything that i've done so far and everything that's gonna come that everything that's gonna happen it's, it's i i'm so happy to hear this whole story and, and think about right that the transition year after year to get to where you are now. So thinking about just how you ended up with the G League, you mentioned a while ago about making a reel, right? And in and, and the process of doing that. Can you go, like, go a little deeper into that? Like how did that, like, because right now G League team's coming to town, that's got to be super exciting. What's, what is that process doing and applying for? Like, how do you make a reel? What do you pick out from what you're doing? How do you get the footage? Like, how, how does that all kind of go down? 
it's tough because you can find, you know, you can go back and find usually games, but if there's a broadcast, you know, you've got play-by-play guys, you know, speaking over you and, you know, you're maybe not necessarily the focus of uh, of a live stream or a broadcast. So it, it's harder to, to get, you know, footage from those things. GoPro, cell phones are your friend. You just prop that up on the table. And I found that that is, you know, a great way just to sort of capture what it is that you do. I've got tons of videos of that. I, when we were doing the G League bubble, I was going live for starting lineups. And so being able to capture that in that way. So it, it can be hard. It, it can be hard to find that a good, to find that good material. But for, for my reel, I always try to just include, you know, a visiting starting, starting five, a home starting five. That's going to be, that's going to be the part that's, that's going to be really good. I usually save that for the end and then throw in a couple of, you know, other game calls. If you have a signature call, you know, throw that in there a couple of times, just a couple other sponsor reads. You don't want it to be too long or, or inaccessible for somebody that you're going to potentially share this to, who's going to maybe just watch it off their cell phone for a couple of minutes and remember it or not. So I always try to keep it about two or three minutes, put your, put your best stuff out there. And uh, even if it's just, you you know, a, a phone recording or a, a GoPro recording of you propped it up on, on the head table there on, on, on the sideline and just, you know, get what you can. That's, that's, that's my process. You sometimes can get stuff from, from game footage, but, but that stuff is rare. Got it. Interesting. I'm thinking about right. Getting, having that. And one quick question about that in terms of thinking about the starting lineup and, and that's kind of being like the bread of like that being like maybe the, the main event in terms of what you're doing, what maybe what, which player, which nickname was like the most fun for you to say, like was, was maybe got the best crowd reaction. Oh man, that's, that's a tough one. That's, that's a tough one. There was, uh, there's been so many, uh, there's been so many good names, like in the G league. I always love, we had, uh, we had, you know, Devin Kennedy on the G league team this year that when they were in the bubble, he was the finals MVP for Lakeland. He, uh, like the, the makeup of his name is just so interesting because he has, that three syllable last name Kennedy. So to sort of stretch that out, I did it a bunch of different ways, just playing around with it. But it was that was definitely a fun one. Another uh, another Lakeland guard who uh, is playing overseas now, Troy Copain. I just loved being able to put that emphasis on that middle syllable, really like punch it home. He 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 was a good one. He he was one I remember. Gabe York, uh, uh, another guy who was just did a little bit of everything, high flyer and, and just a short a short like punchy name you could really really put it out there uh, a really good and uh so yeah there have been there have been some great names there have been some great names through through the years for sure those are some of my favorites it's funny thinking about that and it's, when people think about like the, uh, for me as a new york fan i just think of the whole way they'd say carmelo anthony right at msg and everyone would go crazy thinking about just something like that that's just i mean obviously i, I would never even attempt to say that right now you know i'm just saying the name carmelo anthony because if i tried the whole carmelo like, i would sound really bad so I'm not even going to do that. Uh, I don't want to embarrass myself. But like thinking about like, like the legendary pianos that do that, I mean, how do you get better? How, who, like, how do, do you study? Do you look up? Do you have like these mentors that you look up to and stuff? Like what, what is it like um, in terms of like becoming better at your craft or looking up to someone saying, you know what, like I want to, you know, kind of sound like or maybe replicate a little bit of what they're doing? Yeah, you, you hit the nail right on it. It's uh, you got to find the people out there who are who who you enjoy, who you want to emulate, and just stu- and and study it like as much as you can. For me, that I mean, I think about Paul Porter, who PA's for Orlando and has PA'd for Orlando since day one. 
and that's been 30 something years uh for for him in his career so he's been so he's been the guy at least around here that i've tried to emulate he also does the tampa bay lightning too so he very involved like super super connected super involved and and excellent at what he does so that's that's a lot of who i try to emulate i also am a big bruce buffer fan ufc fan so i try to incorporate a lot of like his style in, in into what i do so yeah it, it's just studying those guys and you and being able to and and all of these guys i i gotta give them credit are, are all so nice um i know a lot of the different guys who do it at at the nba level around michael b down in miami i've talked with him several times talked with uh sean peebles he's uh at the Cavs now there's a bunch of different guys that, that that i've talked to who just are are so accessible and are just so willing to you know share with you you know whatever it is that that their experience is and then even being able to do things like the g league bubble which was a which was a a, a rare thing you know there were four of us announcing there in that bubble you know guys who work all around the g league guy from greensboro guy from windy city and the guy from oklahoma city uh we were all there you know working in the bubble so getting a chance just to lean on those guys and be willing to be open to uh, open to critique i mean we were all going in and out of the same gyms all day hearing each other work and so just being able to be like hey you just were you were in here for my stuff what did you think where did you think i could have shored up what what could i have done different and being willing to listen to those guys and and hear what they're doing and be like, oh, I, you know, I like that. I want to try to incorporate that, or I would maybe take that and, and, and do it this way. But it's, you know, you, you're always learning. You always got to be listening, always got to be learning because just like, you know, the game evolves, our our presentation it should, should evolve. You know, you think back to how important the three-pointer is. It's almost even more exciting now than, than a dunk was. The, it's almost the new dunk. Like that's, people get as excited if not more, you know, a three when you're on when you're on the comeback when you know a, a three can be such a momentum swing so you've got to be able to bring your best that's not just you know so and so for three anymore you've got to really put emphasis on that because that is a huge moment for the crowd it's got to be a huge moment for you so your style's always got to be adapting you've got to be paying attention to not just what you know your colleagues are doing but what the players do what's important to them what are the things that get them excited those are the things that are going to help you get excited because what but if the players are excited, they, they'll get even more excited if the crowd's engaged and if they're on the same page. So bringing all those people together, like that's, that's a huge aspect uh, to me uh, as far as what we do. So you brought up like the crowd getting into it and these big time plays, which got me thinking like, what was maybe the, whether it's the biggest play you've ever seen or the biggest play where, that you've announced on where you, or if you remember the call, the, the call you made when it happened. Um, whether yeah. it's a game winning three, big time dunk. Like what, what do you kind of say? What, 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 what was the aftermath like? There was a uh, there was a buzzer beater three in Lakeland that was the end of like being down like they were they they had been down like 30 35 something like that at one point in the game and wow. came all the way back and won on, on a buzzer beater and that was that if you look up look up Lakeland Magic buzzer beater I'm sure you'll see it that was uh that was that was incredible Rodney Purvis coming coming right off the screen absolutely drilled it probably got fouled on the way down but of course never got called and uh and just uh, sitting there sitting there on the ground his teammates you dog piling him that stands out to me as one of the most like incredible moments the incredible moments that i've gotten to be a part of for sure like that was top notch love that do you remember what exactly what you had said when that when i went down because i i, I looked it up just now saw it really quickly and i'm gonna put it over this video and saved out of bounds the magic have it 
Left wing, caught, two seconds left, into the corner, Purvis, the three for the win, yes! Yes, the magic win! Rodney Purvis, they dogpile in the corner court. The magic win, my goodness! It's an awesome highlight. So what, what, oh. what you said? Oh, for sure. I'm pretty sure. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't hear it because I'm on the show, but I'm going to listen to it after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm pretty sure I announced that guy's name, Rodney Purvis. And then my, I, I, I have, I have a signature call for for threes, and especially for a moment like that, I get super drawn out. But I just say with the triple and and drag that, drag that all the way out. And then, uh, so I'm pretty sure I did that. Then went right into uh, right into whatever we do post game. It was, uh, it was electric. It was electric. It was cool. It's always a good thing when you go from something exciting to the post game. I mean, something went right. That means something went right there. Um, obviously, yeah. uh, if you're going from, from a positive to, to now the game's over, and, you know, you're going to go from there. So that's awesome thinking about that moment and can't wait to listen to it after this. Yeah. Uh, you, 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 you kept, we, we've been talking and we've been kind of going around this whole thing about you working in the G League, which is so cool. Um, obviously, a lot's been happening. The G League's grown so much. And when you when you went there, it was it was the G League. So it's still like kind of that supercharged version of the D League that we knew from before that. Obviously, the bubble was a huge thing. We'll get to that. But like maybe in your first two, three years there before the bubble, like how is it always changing? Like Lakeland, obviously, being a first year team, second year, third year, kind of growing, getting better. Like what did that look like for you and, and being a part of that? Yeah, well, Lakeland's journey was was crazy. They're, they've they've made the playoffs every year that they've been in Lakeland, so they they always have had you know they've always been able to find you know success there. But the G League is just an incredible avenue, not just for players. Players certainly are developing and and using that as a way to you know hone in their skills, grow their game, hopefully take the next step. But it's that way, not just for players. It's for all of us. It's it's you know guys like me who are trying to earn opportunity to you know work at the highest level which i have done now and uh it's guys on on the play-by-play looking to try to you know advance their career it's the guys who are sitting there who are doing stats they want to try to have you know a a bigger stats career even even down to like the ushers and the people who work in like the guest experience side of it like they are honing their skills they're they're practicing what they do to hopefully take the next step for them as well so when when they say it's a development league and it's you know it's, it's not just players it's all of us like we all are are there trying to grow you know hone our skills so yeah that the, the g league is just just an awesome part I, I love being a part of it lakeland has always been able to find some success there and so being able to be a part of that story is awesome the the coach who just who who, who just you know got an awesome opportunity to go back to his alma mater stan heath was was an awesome coach his one of his assistants now is going to become the head coach this year so we're excited to see that anthony parker who is uh NBA player he's the he's head of the head of the front office there general manager he's just an incredible leader awesome guy to work for just just such an incredible family that that they're a part of obviously and uh just just an amazing heart for the game and uh yeah the the whole G League experience is just so great and I think a lot about like you've had Jeff Key on the show who runs uh G League TV I'm grateful for guys like that who bring a spotlight to the talent that we have at that level there's just you know and especially being a part of the bubble and getting to see so much G League basketball condensed like into such a short amount of time, you come to realize like there's so much talent at this level. It's not like it used to be. There's incredible games, incredible storylines, just like you see at the highest level. You could see them there as well. Like there's so many incredible opportunities for these guys to be able to grow, develop. Like the the G League is just such a such a great platform, and I'm glad that it's growing. I'm glad that it's getting more notoriety because the the, these players they they deserve 
deserve the shots that that they're getting all of us who are working to try to you know make that make that possible you know so many great stories come, come out of that place you know on and off the court so it's it's just such a such a unique environment and, and so cool to be a part of so you mentioned Jeffrey Key and people like that. And I got to tell you about two-way after this. I don't know if you've checked that out yet, but that's something that I literally just launched last week. And I, th- I think you are going to love that if you love what Jeffrey Key is doing. Uh, I was, I was, Jeffrey Key is getting posted. And another, he's coming on for a part two. We already did it. It's getting posted, I think, tonight or tomorrow. I got to check the schedule. Uh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey's the guy. He's the man with that. He's um, the man. Is, is that is that how you found Gen Z Hoop? Is that like, is that kind of how this like this G League? Uh, it might have it might have been. I so. I, I, maybe, maybe. That's pretty cool. Like Jeffrey was, I remember because we messaged when, when I was at Summerlee. That was, he kind of got posted like a week before Summerlee. So that's really cool thinking about that. Shout out to Jeffrey just in general because he's really cool. And he's, he's, a, he's, he's a fanatic. Man. So that's awesome thinking about that. Now, we've been jumping around this. I, we can, it's finally time to talk about the bubble, right? We've been waiting yeah. for this moment, this entire podcast. Everyone's been listening. People, if you, I'll, I'll leave it in the show notes. They can skip to this if that's all they want to hear, but they should listen to the whole thing because it's pretty good. But this is like, right, the pinnacle of, of this show because you were telling me off air like how much fun it was and how much of a crazy experience it was. So, I mean, if, I'll just leave it at that. Like, tell us a little about the bubble going there, announcing there and being a whole new environment. Are you kind of going from step one in that, in that, in that sense? Yeah. The bubble was, uh, the bubble was incredible. Uh, it, it was such a cool experience and, uh, it happened, you know, just right up the road right over at Disney world. Disney's like 45 minutes from me. And, uh, so when we knew that it was coming here, I was, I was super excited. I just started reaching out to, to the Lakeland team, to, to anybody that I knew that was just like, if there's a chance, like, I want to try to go, like, just let me know I'm, I'm around, I'm here. Like I could use the work. So, uh, let's, uh, so let's figure this out. Let's figure out how I can get there. And, uh, yeah, got a chance to meet with some of the, some of the guys who were running the event from the NBA side, those guys, those guys were awesome. But then, you know, once it, uh, once it was getting started, they, they had me locked in uh i was working mostly on the front end and the back end not so much in the middle because there were you know four of us that were working and so when those guys you know were all there uh, i didn't work quite as much but we i did get a chance to uh, keep all of lakeland's home games there are like seven or eight of those and uh so just to be a part uh, of it at, at all was just awesome i think back to like some of those tournaments like you know when you're you know like you think about like aau or like high school tournaments where it's just like all basketball all day all the time that's what it felt like but it was like the highest level so that just made it like so much so much more exciting they were running that thing uh, very similar to what the the nba bubble was like they were using the two big sports complexes there that were hosting the games it was obviously a little scaled down from a from a presentation standpoint but it it, it basically operated the same and uh it was it, it was again just so cool to be a part of i was very fortunate and blessed i didn't have to stay on campus i was able to you know drive in since it's only about 40 minutes for me so being able to you know stay at home sleep in my own bed like keep my keep my day job going was uh was a huge opportunity and then you know be able to drive down there be be a part of games watch games uh was just so cool and uh that that season was just so interesting like you know you think like you know the season beforehand ended so ended so abruptly you know when when the when covid shut the nba down there was you know i remember when 
that moment of you know Rudy Gobert having it. They shut that shut that game down. They're going through. I think it was in Oklahoma City. They're like shutting that game down. They were postponing. You know, inevitably everything else. Like we had. I had just done a game the day before and was supposed to go the next day for the next one. And they were calling saying, "Hey, you know, we're we're shutting down. We don't know when. Like we hope to come back, but that was back when it was like, oh, maybe a couple of weeks. Like we'll be able to restart." And so, you know, you had all this hope and then it just never ultimately came back. And Lakeland was getting hot at the right time. Like they were going to potentially, you know, push to, you know, push run, run deep into the playoffs that year. So, so that was, so when they announced, you know, the bubble is going to happen, the whole season condensed into just about a month, like they're going to do the whole thing. Like that was just like, it gave us so much hope that, you know, things were, things were coming back. So to be a part of that at all was just just a huge and amazing opportunity that paved the way i i think for me to be to do my first orlando game which i did shortly after that which was which was also awesome and uh that was uh so the bubble was just really uh, an awesome 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 opportunity so much high level basketball like it was just like all of us who who listen to your show like it's just our dream i similar to similar to how summer league probably is which i want to try to get out and, and do one day too but uh just like so much basketball like in such a small like physically small place like you could just get your get your fix watch as much as you can it was awesome it was really 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 cool Culminating in a championship, so that's got to be a lot of that's got to just add even more to it. Yeah, the off season coming to this season, like what what does this season look like? Obviously, the defending champs. I would imagine, right? Like that's got to be just cool thinking about. It. You have all the gear at home, right? All the Lakeland Magic championship gear, but it's a brand new season, brand you know, brand new protocol, brand new schedule, brand new everything, brand brand, a lot of brand new staff, brand new head coach. Like what what's still the outlook for this season? Like, I mean, what are you most excited to be calling out for? We're excited. I mean, I, I think about, you know, the success that we were able to have in the bubble. Really, we haven't, you know, changed as much as probably a lot of other teams. You know, we have, you know, we have a different head coach, but it's someone who was a part of that coaching staff. So already familiar with these players, already familiar with the culture, can build on that. So so we're excited about what Coach Joe's gonna do and, and what he can what he can bring to the table. We've got, you know, we're in a good situation as far as, you know, players who, you know, should come back. We've got We'll have two new two-way players. They've got Ignis Brezdakis already confirmed for Orlando already, and they're still waiting to fill that last one. I think once training camp's done, they'll they'll make a better determination on that. So yeah, it'll be. So I I think the outlook's gonna be great. Uh, from from on the court, I mean off the court, the the bubble gave you know showed a lot you know highlighted a lot of the things that maybe need to look a little bit different in a in a world where everyone is a lot more health conscious and you know what that looks like so it'll be interesting to see how the protocols change you know i keep a close eye on that all the health and safety protocols that come out as far as you know what what we're going to be expected and be able to do in our home arenas you know next year i know so many of the fans are excited you know for this to become a back we're gonna be it'll be exciting to you know take that momentum of a championship and rampant into next year i'm excited for what they're going to do with the showcase to, to start the season off i think that that whole addition to their schedule is really exciting and uh so yeah i think everything is, is trending up and uh you know we'll we'll say it here first you know maybe maybe they'll be the first team to repeat uh in, in the g league that would be that would be really exciting I went to see it all go down. Obviously, watching the G Bubble last year was a lot of fun, but getting to, you know, maybe go to, I'll be going all along on Nets games this season, getting to see it in person, meet all these, all these past guests. Um, I can't wait for the season to start. Is that um, your G League team, Long Island? 
So it is, it, I'm a season ticket holder now this year, which I'm very excited about. I, I'm, in a, I'm in a select group of, like, there's not, there aren't too many season ticket holders, but I'm one of them. And yeah. I'm very excited to be going to all these games and be cheering on the team, but also just meeting, right? Meeting people that are coming in. Unfortunately, I think we played League of Magic. We've played you guys at some point, I think. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I would imagine. Um, we, uh, the way the conferences work out. Yeah. But. Long Island was one of the teams that knocked us out of the playoffs one year. And sorry, uh, I, I, in, an, in an overtime game, Theo Pinson, I, I won't forget it. Really quickly, I just thought of this. Is that the microphone you use for all your games? No, this is not. Okay. Uh, the the uh, the arena ha- it's one that's similar to this, but uh, the the arena down there in Lakeland has has a setup that that, that they use. Got it, got it. But really, it was an awesome show. Just learning so much about what you're doing and how, kind of how you do what you do. I mean, the story. I, I still think over that freshman year story. I think that's so cool. I just yeah. I remember being a freshman myself and like you know wanting to try new things, being all super scared about it. You kind of went into that with open arms, and now it's your career, which I think is super cool. So yeah. thank you so much for joining the show and telling that story. And I can't wait for this Julie season to start. It's gonna be a special one. Oh, it's gonna be great. Can't wait for it to be back. Can't wait to you know see what stories come out of the G League this year. And uh, it'll be it, it, it's always so cool to see how how the G League will make an impact on the NBA. And uh, yeah, it, it, it's exciting. Thanks for listening to Gen Z Hoops. Make sure to follow, like, and subscribe on Instagram, LinkedIn, and all major social media platforms at Gen Z Hoops. You can tune in and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and every other podcast platform on the planet. Get ready for the next episode.